And says, you're going to lose your joy. Notice what he says. I didn't say you couldn't lose it. I said nobody can take it away from you. You know why? Because there's nothing on the outside of you that determines your joy. There's only one thing that'll cause you to lose your joy. And that's you choose to give it up. Now, what makes us give it up? When we sin against God, when we rebel against God, we lose our joy. Because the joy of our Lord and the joy that you and I experience is an overflow of the Holy Spirit within us. So what happens? When we sin against God, we quench the Spirit. It's like we squeeze Him off. And we, when we quench the Spirit, the flow of the Spirit ceases. It doesn't mean we cease to be saved. It doesn't mean we cease to be a child of God. It doesn't mean we cease any of that. But it means that the flow of the Spirit of God is quenched. Something happens. Go back to the 51st Psalm. The 51st Psalm, and you hear David crying out to God in this 51st Psalm. Remember that he has sinned against God, and he is a broken man, and listen to what he says in this passage. Verse 10 of Psalm 51. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from thy presence. Do not take thy Holy Spirit from me. Look, look at this. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. He lost his joy. His sin cost him his joy. And what was he praying? Restore to me the joy of my salvation. And what does it take to have restored joy? It simply takes confession, repentance before God, and that joy is instantaneously restored because God wants us to be joyous. It is part of the greatest testimony we have to be joyous sons and daughters of God living and walking in His Spirit. One last verse I want you to look at is next to the last book in the Bible in Jude. There's only one chapter, so Jude, look at this, you will. Jude, verse 24, because he says something very significant here. Jude, verse 24. He says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with what? Great joy. He says that you and I are going to stand in the presence of God with great joy. Joy, joy, joy. Why? For all the eternity future, you and I are going to experience uninterrupted, uninhibited, absolute, perfect joy because we will have a new body. We'll be in the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We'll have absolutely nothing to hinder us whatsoever. We'll be able to experience eternally perfect, uninhibited, uninterrupted, absolute joy for all eternity. Now, until then, he says, it is my gift to you. And so that everyone who receives Jesus Christ as their personal Savior receives the gift of the joy that Jesus said over and over and over again. He says, my joy, I want my joy to be full in you. Not just the taste of it, but I want it to be overflowing in you. I want you to be full of it, so full of it that no circumstance can dampen the joy of your spirit because it is born of the Spirit and began in you the moment that you believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I would say to you, my friend, this morning, if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, you may have moments of happiness, moments of delight, but you don't have real joy. Because you see, joy is the overflow of a relationship with God. It is a powerful influence in your life that will sustain you and strengthen you. 
And it is an eternal gift that God gives you. You give it up only when you surrender it by sin and disobedience. But it is the eternal gift of God, and you and I are going to walk and live in eternal joy for all eternity as we serve Him together. Amen. You're listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. The joy of the Lord does not depend on circumstances or situations. It's a result of our relationship with Christ. The kind of joy that God gives is able to sustain you and strengthen you through whatever you face. And the only way to experience unceasing joy is by receiving God's gift of forgiveness through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. Find out more about becoming a Christian at intouch.org. And to listen again, click Today on Radio on our homepage. Open the bookstore page if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, Great Joy. Our web address again is intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer, you can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900. Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. When you get great news that fills you with joy, what's the first thing you want to do? Today's moment with Charles Stanley is just ahead. Dad, Dad, Dad. What, buddy? Did you order a ground-off gift? You still want to get the same one we talked about last night? Yes. I think we got it. Merry, hey, Mom, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Come on in. Oh, thank you, Nolan. The prayer blanket. The prayer blanket. <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, Christmas is a time of sharing. Go to intouch.org slash store to find gifts that bless for the Christmas season. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God, but how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically-based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org slash daily. You're listening to In Touch. If you were a shepherd on that miraculous night all those years ago, would you have responded with overflowing joy? With Insight for Believers from the second chapter of Luke, here's A Moment with Charles Stanley. Now these weren't just your ordinary shepherds, though they were ordinary as far as the world is concerned. But imagine this, that when God predetermined that He would send forth His Son, not only had He chosen the parents, but He also chose to make that first announcement known to a group of shepherds. Isn't it significant that it was shepherds because the one about whom the announcement came would one day be the greatest shepherd of all. It's also significant, I think, that uh, where he was born, he could have been born in a nice motel somewhere in those days, but he was born among the sheep because he was the Lamb of God. And he was told of his birth among shepherds, and he would be the great shepherd. God has a beautiful pattern about every single solitary thing he does. And so on that night as they heard the message, the scripture says that the angel announced this birth as, you'll notice he says, I'm bringing you good news of a great joy. And if you'll think about what happened to these uh, shepherds, 
the Spirit of God led them exactly to the place where Jesus and Mary and Joseph were. And they saw, they beheld with their own eyes, this baby, the fulfillment of the angelic uh, prophecy which had just been given them. Can you imagine, what would you have done if you'd have been a shepherd? Who would have been the first person you'd have wanted to tell if you had been there that night? You and I have experienced the grace of God and salvation and forgiveness, and we can testify and bear witness of a change of life and get what God has done in our lives. And we tell it to our friends, we tell it to our neighbors, we tell it to strangers, and they still wonder about whether it's true or not. And the truth is that it is true, and God has worked it into our lives. As it was true that night, it is true even still that Jesus Christ has come in the form of humanity to walk among men. You can learn more about sharing your faith in Christ at InTouch.org. And if this program has encouraged you to let Jesus be more visible in your life, please tell us your story. Tomorrow on InTouch, the Bible frequently speaks of fearing the Lord. We'll hear about developing a healthy, deep reverence for God Tuesday on InTouch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. And from all of us at InTouch, Merry Christmas. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Hi, this is John Stone Street from the Colson Center. Merry Christmas. Today on Breakpoint, Colson Center founder Chuck Colson explains the staggering implications of Jesus' birth. Stay tuned. As you enjoy this Christmas in the company of friends and family, be sure to reflect on how the babe in the manger reveals to us God's wonderful love. But even more, as Chuck Colson explained over a decade ago, remember the cosmic implications of the incarnation, that God would indeed become flesh. Here's Chuck Colson. The manger scene inspires a sense of awe and comfort to the hearts of Christians everywhere. But we often forget the staggering implications of Christmas. What image does the mention of Christmas typically conjure up? For most of us, it's a babe lying in a manger while Mary and Joseph, angels and assorted animals, look on. Heartwarming picture. But Christmas is about far more than a child's birth, even the Savior's birth. It's about the incarnation, God himself, creator of heaven and earth, invading planet earth, becoming flesh and dwelling among us. It's a staggering thought. Think of it, the word, that is logos in the Greek, which meant all knowledge that could be known, the plan of creation, that is ultimate reality, becomes mere man? And that he was not born of an earthly king and queen, but of a virgin of a backwater village named Nazareth? Certainly God delights in confounding worldly wisdom and human expectations. Thirty years after his humble birth, Jesus increased the Jews' befuddlement when he read from the prophet Isaiah in the synagogue at Nazareth. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, to set free those who are downtrodden. Jesus then turned the scroll back and announced, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In effect, the carpenter's son had just announced he was the king. So yes, the birth of Jesus is a glorious moment and the manger scene brings comfort and joy and Christmas cheer, but it should also inspire a holy terror in us. That this baby is God incarnate, the king who came to set captives free through his violent bloody death on the cross as atonement for us, his unworthy subjects. It's through the incarnation God sets his grand plan in motion. 
He invades planet Earth, establishing his reign through Christ's earthly ministry. And then Christ leaves behind an occupying force, his church, which is to carry on the work of redemption until his return and the kingdom's final triumph. Do we get this? I'm afraid most of us are so preoccupied and distracted by last-minute Christmas shopping and consumerism, we fail to see God's cosmic plan of redemption in which we as fallen creatures are directly involved. Well, the average Christian may not get this announcement, but those locked behind bars do. Whenever I preach in the prisons, I read Christ's inaugural sermon, Luke 4.18, and when I quote his promise of freedom for prisoners, they often raise their arms and cheer. The message of Jesus means freedom and victory for those who once had no hope. They're not distracted by the encumbrance of wealth and comfort. People in the developing world get it too. Whenever I've shared this message with the poor and oppressed people overseas, I see eyes brightening. Stripped of all material blessings exploited by earthly powers, they long for the bold new kingdom of Christ. Today's Christmas. Go ahead, enjoy singing about and celebrating the birth of the Savior. Set up a manger scene in your home. But don't forget this earth-shaking truth. The birth of the baby in the manger was the thrilling signal that God had invaded the planet. And that gives us real reason to celebrate Christmas. For all of the staff of Breakpoint, this is Chuck Colson in Washington wishing you and your loved ones a very Merry Christmas. It's amazing how the Christmas season just makes everything right in the world. Or not. Many people are asking, what is there to be merry about this Christmas season? Billy Graham. Wars abroad, marriages breaking, drugs flowing into the country, the inflation rate so high that people had to ask themselves what they could afford for Christmas gifts this year. With so much uncertainty, it's easy to let fear grip your heart and mind, even at Christmas. But it's because of what happened at Christmas that you can have a hope that's greater than all your fear. A child was born and a son was given for our salvation. Jesus Christ was not only the Son of Man, but He was the Son of God. And God has accepted what He did on the cross for our salvation. And we trust in Him and Him alone. Learn more about trusting in the Christ of Christmas by calling us at 855-255-PRAY. 855-255-PRAY. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. 855-255-5555.